The landscape of North America's networks is rapidly evolving. New technologies like 5G carry a lot of promise to redefine the way we do business, learn, and connect with one another. But we're not there just yet. From the budget to build, software to secure, and Spectrum to support all use cases regardless of locale, a lot needs to happen before everyone can tap into its fullest potential. Tune in to Nokia today, where we discuss how policymakers, enterprises, and industry leaders are working together to bring today's network capabilities to scale for the future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nokia Today. I'm Tyler Kern. Today, we're discussing how to build the foundation for North American leadership in 6G and beyond. And we'll be discussing the NextG Alliance, how it's structured, and what differentiates it from other 6G alliances around the world. Joining us is our expert moderator today. Her name is Grace Coe. She's the Vice President of Legislative Affairs at Nokia. Grace, let me turn things over to you to introduce yourself and also our guest today. Thanks, Tyler. I really appreciate it. This is an exciting topic, and I have been working in the circle, tech policy circles of, the, of Washington, D.C. for oh, somewhere around 15 years now. I am currently today, as Tyler mentioned, the Vice President of Legislative Affairs at Nokia, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be working at Nokia because they are on the forefront of all the telecommunications uh, uh, evolutions uh, as they happen. So it's a great vantage point to watch my favorite topic tech policy grow. Today, you, as many of you all know, 5G is helping us to connect America and provide virtual solutions to not only urban areas, but also in unserved and underserved areas all across the United States. 5G looks incredibly promising for life-enhancing and potentially life-saving services. It's also bringing huge amounts of innovation to all sorts of enterprises, industries, offering the promise of economic benefits and increased prosperity for all. That's 5G today. We also, it just doesn't stop, I guess, is what I'm saying. We also need to be looking beyond the horizon, preparing for 6G, which we expect to have commercialized in about 10 years. You know, while I think we here in the United States maybe did not necessarily, uh, and I think across the globe, did not necessarily push uh, 5G across from a whole of society perspective, we may need to be more proactive about leading responsibly to bring 6G all the way across. And we are looking at, from the North America perspective, we're looking at the requirements that we need today very deeply. On that topic, on that issue, we are very excited to have here with us Devaki Chandramuli with us today, about uh, who is one of Nokia's leads on the NextG Alliance. And we're going to talk a little bit today about what the NextG Alliance does and what it means for 6G. Devaki serves as the NextG Alliance Steering Group Co-Chair. She is a Bell Labs Fellow, Head of North American Standardization at Nokia. She is the Rapporteur and Lead for 5G System Architecture Specifications in 3GPP as well. And she's an expert in building the next generation technology with social and economic benefits for North America from 6G. So thank you, Devaki, for taking the time to join us. Let's start actually with some very basic table setting here. Why are we talking about 6G when we barely have 5G ro rolled out across the world? Thank you, Grace. Uh, glad to be here. Yes, you're right. Even though 5G networks are just rolling out at a rapid pace around the world, the research for 6G has already begun. As a technologist, I believe this is really an exciting time. Industry is gearing up for 6G research while simultaneously enhancing also 5G with 
5G advanced in 3GPP releases. As you mentioned, every new G has a 10-year cycle. And we expect commercialization of 6G around 2030. And 6G is envisioned to deliver a network that takes us from connectivity to togetherness and information to knowledge and effectiveness to purpose. 6G is also expected to redefine how we live, work, and take care of our planet in the long term. That's really exciting. So things that will be helping us with sensing and with understanding how we can actually manage sustainability better. Are those the kinds of things you're talking about, Devaki? Yes, indeed. Uh, We will see some technologies being introduced also as part of 5G Advanced, but some new and additional technologies will be introduced in 6G, as you mentioned, sensing is is one of them, AI, ML, sub-networks are all uh, some of the technologies we envision to be part of 6G. Well, one person has told me essentially that the next generation takes what the, f- the previous generation did and expands it in a way that really sort of makes the commercial possibilities realistic. Yep. I'm really glad that you're here with us because of your role at the Next GLI. And also, actually, Devaki, I'm very thankful that you pulled me into the policy committee at the Next GLI. I'm very excited to be working with you on, on that effort. But let's let's talk to our listeners a little bit about what the Next GLI or the NGA actually is. What is this different from the way we developed 5G um, 10 years back? And ultimately, how will it help uh, help the United States play harder at 6G? Indeed, it is important to play a key role also as part of a research work. So Next Year Alliance is expected to advance U.S. technology leadership for 6G, and it brings together all the industry players to drive innovation in the 6G technology. Uh, It is also expected to uh, cooperate with other international organizations and steer the research directions of the research organizations within the U.S., be it academia or other organizations that are actually doing the research work. Nokia is a founding member of Next Year Alliance. We are extremely excited as a founding member uh, to be part of Next Year Alliance. And Nokia is also fully committed to North American market, leveraging our strong role in deploying 5G in the U.S. to shape the direction along with the other founding members of Next Year Alliance. So what will NextG actually do then in terms of helping to found a, uh, what is uh, in, in helping to develop uh, 6G? What's it important for the organization to do? There are many dimensions to it. First, NextG Alliance has to define the vision for 6G, has to define the timeline that we prefer for 6G technology to be specified, and we prefer 6G technology to be available for commercial deployment in U.S. Then we also need to identify and assess all the technology enablers that are key for 6G. Then we need to identify the key research areas that should be worked on by the corresponding research organizations within the U.S., then eventually, of course, the via the membership of the Next Year Alliance, we should also strive to influence global standardization. 
That's that's incredibly important. Global standardization is very important because of the the scale that it offers and the ability to drive down costs for these mass deployments of 6G. But there are a lot of regional 6G alliances, right, Devaki? So how does the next GA differentiate itself from other regional 6G alliances globally? That's a very good question. It is indeed important to have one global 6G standards for economy of scale, as you mentioned, for the benefit of whole ecosystem, also for the consumers. Consumers have enjoyed the ability to use a device anywhere in the world, and this is achievable only with global standards, right? And now, since we are in the yearly research phase, each region has an ambition to show technology leadership. So uh, many regions have formed such alliances for companies to collaborate and discuss about 60 use cases, technology enablers. Basically, it is to get an early understanding of what 6G will be and why we need 6G. Uh, Talking about global collaboration and global alliances, Next G Alliance has recently signed a collaboration agreement with 5G Forum in Korea, and we expect to collaborate more with such organizations also globally going forward. I can understand why each region wants to start off with sort of understanding and trying to drive the technology at first and then work together to, to harmonize across the globe. How is the North American Alliance, the North American organization, how is that structured? How do we, how do we get business done at NGA? Within next year, we have a full members group and then we have a steering group and then we have six working groups and two committees. First, the full members group is actually responsible for setting the strategy and direction. It is also responsible for setting the organizational policies. With respect to the steering group, it is responsible for overseeing the implementation of the strategic direction established by the uh, full members group. And it also provides strategic recommendation to steer the direction of next GA towards FMG. The steering group is also responsible for providing direction to the working groups and overseeing the day-to-day activities done by the working groups. And we have uh, six working groups, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to name them. Uh, The first one is the National 60 Roadmap Working Group. It is in charge of developing and maintaining the vision the roadmap and the time frame. Then we have the technology working group to identify, assess, and steer the landscape of 60 research and technology areas. The spectrum working group explores new paradigm of spectrum access, management, and sharing. It includes both licensed and unlicensed spectrum. Then we have Green G working group. It Its mission is to position North America as a global leader for sustainable solutions for emerging technologies. Then we have societal working group. The mission of this group is actually to identify and characterize the social and economic drivers. The last but not the least, applications working group. This is to identify assess and steer the landscape of the uh, new applications that we can foresee in 2030 era along with their requirements. We also have two committees. Uh, There is the policy committee and the MARCOM committee. 
And Grace, you are actually on the policy committee, as you mentioned earlier. So it will be very nice if you can explain the role of the policy committee. <laughs> Fair turnabout. Um, happy to do that. I found the participation in the policy committee to be quite interesting. So ostensibly, the policy committee is there to help set the regulatory environment for 6G. So our, our primary job is to interface with the government, to give them an idea as to what 6G will look like, and then encourage the government to ensure that the rules, the laws, any regulation that is enacted, any inputs that the government controls, certainly Spectrum being one of the most key input to, to 6G innovation, are made available for flourishing innovation or for encouraging innovation in the 6G world. So quite frankly, we are looking at things like what the government is proposing or thinking about in research funding for 6G, also in use case analysis for 6G. Certainly we are talking to the government, we will be talking to the government more about spectrum needs as they develop and what things, uh, what sorts of things that the government should be thinking about. We are also thinking in general about any sort of policies that could hinder the development of 6G and the development of, of that kind of innovation. For example, the government has taken a significant, or the, U, the U.S. government at the very least, has taken a very big interest in standards lately and standardization activities. And we're certainly trying to encourage the government to consider how they would like to see standards built, um, what is the best policy for standards organizations across the globe, and you know, whether they should be driven by the private sector, as the U.S. policy has traditionally been, and whether they, the process continues to need to be open and consensus-based as they have traditionally been. Certainly, we're finding that there are no significant deviations from the way we have done things in the past when it comes to standards activities. It's, it's very exciting to be able to show the government how they can participate in coordinating, leading, and contributing to innovative activities like 6G development. And that's part of what the policy, it's, it's essentially what the policy committee does. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm really glad that you got me involved. It's, uh, it's, it's a good committee of uh, very good people who have worked in the policy arena in D.C. for quite some time. So I'm in good company. Obviously, Nokia generally keeps good company. Devaki, we go back to you because of your role in the steering committee and your role in helping to shape the organization. We certainly can make policy recommendations, but we go back to the full member group for decisions. And we want to make sure that the mission and goal of the NGA is really being accomplished. So what can you tell us about the current status of NGA and what we can expect to happen in the next 10 years, but maybe with a focus on the next six to 12 months, because that's what really matters. Definitely. Next GA working groups are all working towards their initial deliverables, working group reports. Green G working group is working on their report. Roadmap working group is working on publishing their first report as well. Uh, and in the next six to 12 months, we also expect uh, other working groups to publish uh, working group reports, also more white papers on audacious goals. With regards to global influence, uh, recently Next Year Alliance submitted a contribution on 60 vision and timeline to ITUR on September 24th, summarizing the vision, providing its preferred timeline, and also expressing its intent to provide ongoing contributions, including the essential objectives and proposed timeline. I think that's particularly important, yes. 
uh, especially with the ITU's role in ultimately standardizing and officially, you know, giving the seal of approval on 6G as, as a standard. It's good to know that the NGA will be involved heavily in pushing for a clear 6G technology that will hopefully benefit not just the United States, but the world writ large. Indeed, there are just two additional points that I would like to add. Next Year Alliance is also expected to identify research priorities from different angles and steer the research community within the U.S. That's number one. And number two, we it is also expected that we will see more global collaborations with other initiatives around the world in the next six to 12 months. And they will happen outside of the ITU umbrella? Yes. So the global collaboration is also with other research organizations in uh, Asia, in Europe, in Canada, uh, and so on. And they are likely to also have similar, I think, uh, from my perspective, policy committees that are working to make sure that their governments are able to work with our governments and hopefully all drive together toward a global standard. Indeed. That's the target. Yes, I hope so. It seems like quite a lot of work. (laughs) Are you ready for it? Yes, uh, it's definitely an exciting time. And 6G Marathon is just beginning. By working together, of course, we can accelerate innovation and leverage the research to solve the challenges and help U.S. attain technology leadership, but also uh, develop 6G technology for uh, the good of the mankind. That's that's exactly where, where we should leave it, really, Devaki, don't you think? Um, yep. I mean, thank you for your time and insights. It's definitely exciting to be part of this new generation of technology. And I'm looking forward to working with you and many of our Nokia colleagues at the Next G Alliance. Thank you, Grace. Great to be working together. Well, Grace and Devaki, thank you so much for for joining us here for this episode of Nokia Today and talking a little bit more about the future of 6G and the work that needs to be done to get there. It's been a pleasure getting a chance to listen to you all uh, talk about this this really interesting topic and uh, an exciting future that lays ahead of us. So thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Nokia Today. Of course, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also Nokia's website as well. So if you want to learn more, make sure to go subscribe today to stay up to date with the latest and stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more expert thought leadership and conversations like the one you heard here today. So you want to stay tuned for that. But for this one, thank you again so much to my guests. I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us. 